Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? Want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today's guest is an author uh, of the Manhood Manifesto, and he has so many great stories. He's part of the Wright Foundation. We'll find out what that is. Just wait till you speak to Mike Sherrick. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, Dave. How are you, man? Thanks for having me, dude. Really appreciate it. No, I appreciate your time, man. I love it. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest, and I can't wait to hear, because as we were just talking about the Manhood Manifesto, I think it's really important for each one of us to have that. Uh, you know, men can't, men need to speak out. So I'd love to hear what your thoughts about that. Yeah, you know, the it, it's really interesting. The uh, You know, the, it was hilarious, too, is the source of the Manhood Manifesto is New York City. Um, I did a TED Talk in New York, and, uh, and it, it, it came from just like... Uh, I was at this experience and, and this woman asked me a question. And I just started talking about it. And, and what it was, was men have been under attack for quite some time, you know, and masculinity has been under attack and, and, and for good reason. I mean, you know, there's been some stupid stuff done and, um, and we haven't addressed it. We've just addressed masculinity and we say things like it's toxic and this and it's that. And the truth of the matter is most of the Western world was developed by men. And so it, there's a need for a responsible expression of masculinity today. And that's really what the book is about is, is how do we be fully responsible? How do we provide leadership and how do we do so in a way that can, you know, cause we we're living in an ever growing environment, you know, and how can we do it in a way that people that aren't like us can hear it without being threatened, without being made wrong, without being scared, you know? So, uh, you know, there's a quote to much is given much is expected. And, and I think that's really what the book is about. It's for, it's, it's really a call for action for men to step up and really own their power first and foremost, but also provide leadership in all areas of life. So that's, that's really what it's about. Yeah, no, which is true. I mean, it's, it's evolution, right? So we can't be men. Right? We're not, we're not going back into the caves, uh, though you can go cave diving, but uh, you know, you're not going back to the cave. So it has to, you have to evolve and Part of that manifesto really is talking about the uh, evolution and still being leadership. That doesn't mean that you have to be the leader, but you have to start off by being a leader in your own life before you go anywhere else. Yeah, and I think what it you know what it really calls for, Dave, is is a, a really high degree of self awareness and self understanding and consciousness. Right. So you're you're so right. I mean, the days of going out kicking ass and taking names isn't required like it was. And that's one of the reasons you drew me here, you know, peace, love, and bring a bat. I mean, that, that male aggression, that male um, a, a assertion, you know, it's, there are areas it's appropriate. And to try to eliminate that is, is you know, kind of eliminating part of the, the human condition. But the question becomes, how do we now operate that way responsibly in a new context? And that's the challenge, and that's where there's new learning needed and new uh, practices needed, and, and we're going to fail, you know, because it's all new. But but that's really what it's about, man. You know? Yeah, and, and and failing is not always a bad thing. It's a, taking that learning experience 
from that not successful piece, right? Uh, you know, I mean, that's yeah. why that bring a bat. It, it's to get people's attention, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, I want to bring a bat." I'm like, dude, it, it's all about non-negotiables and really yeah. a, a, about the boundaries. And we we do need to have yeah. boundaries, so we need to have better boundaries uh, on both sides of the sexual or whatever, however you identify yourself. Yeah, it, it's across all spectrums of the uh, of the you know the social context, the social construct. Yeah, and it, and that's part of self awareness, Dave. Is, is when you understand your values, then you can understand your your boundaries. And when you understand your boundaries, you can peacefully decline the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, thanks, but no thanks. You know, I'm not going to go there. You know, that's not what I'm here for. You know, so that, that's that's kind of what it's about, man. Yeah, you know, you know what, what's funny is because people just see the bad and they only think of the violence. And that was my intention to make to you know really shock people, right? It's that it's that shock piece. But I, you know, I, and I just recently was interviewed and I said, well, you know, you know who brought the bat the best ways? Martin Luther King, Mahatma yes. Gandhi, Ma- yeah. Gandhi. Um, you know why? Because they stood for what they wanted to. They knew their boundaries and they didn't, you know, go by it. They didn't bring a bat. They didn't you know, hurt anybody. They were just doing it. And there's a, as you said, peaceful way to go about things. This life is a weird it, journey. Yeah. No, I mean, it totally is. And the thing you're pointing to is really, you know, I, I believe the key component of the bat in, in the book is really the ability for men to take a stand. And what does taking a stand mean? First and foremost, it there's this two-letter word in the English language that's really powerful. It's no, you know, mm-hmm. and no is a complete sentence. And it's it's standing for what you believe in. It's standing for what is important, you know, and it's fighting for something, not fighting against. And and that's what it's about. And, it's, and to do that, you have to be very clear on, on who you are, what you are, what matters, what's your purpose. There's a level of, of self-awareness required that, unfortunately, I think, hasn't been discovered at the level that needs to to really make the change we need in, in, in our culture. You know, so Yeah, it's yeah, that ability that, to have that conversation, to have that honest conversation and you know, based on my perspective, you know, and, and hearing what your perspective is also. So, yeah. you know, that's the real challenge because, and that's where we've been lost as a society in that it's either my way or then you're wrong or, right. or, or I want you, right. I, I, I want to hit you with a bat. No, it's, let me hear you. I don't have to agree with you, right? It, it, just because I say it doesn't mean you have to agree with me yeah. and vice versa. Right, right. Very cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. So you've had an adventurous life, um, and you know about you know. So I, I want to just talk a little bit about the sure. the journey, right? We were all on a path, uh, as we often re- refer to. So you know, uh, as I guess the old um, Grateful Dead song, right? It's a what a long, strange journey it's been. <laughs> uh, could you share some of the great uh, stories that have uh, meant most to you? Yeah, you know, I, I think. It, it, they all have been, first of all, it's been, um, it's been amazing. Yeah, I grew up in Berwyn and Cicero, Illinois. I mean, the most famous citizen from Cicero is Al Capone, you know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was, and it was a great place to grow up. And I grew up in the, in the sixties and seventies. And so, you know, I witnessed a lot of social change. I, I you know, I, I, I lived in Cicero when, Martin Luther King had a, had the only um, march that was stopped and it was stopped because the 
state troopers and the National Guard couldn't assure his safety. He really, and, and, you know, I was young enough that I said, wow, this is interesting. This guy's really got people agitated. I wonder what he's up to, you know? <laughs> and it really had me start to look. And, and that was like 66, I think. And then, uh, you know, and then, you know, and I, I became drawn to him and I was drawn to Bobby Kennedy and I watched these guys get assassinated. I was like, what the hell? So I've always had this kind of like questioning and really looking and, and you know, and, you know, I'm just an ordinary guy. I started out as a tool and die maker, you know, but I got into sales. I got into business. I got into, I worked in both manufacturing and construction, met a bunch of great people, got challenged. Um, and, and, and I think the thing that I got was how important authenticity is. It will get you fired, but you can sleep at night, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so I really started to value that more than just, you know, financial success. And then I got into coaching and coaching has opened up a whole nother world for me, you know? And um, yeah, but there's been a, a lot of interesting journeys, interesting stories. People I've talked to people I've met that, uh, you know, the coaching stuff is kind of confidential. I can't share some of the incredible sure. people I've worked with, but you know, you know, in construction, I mean, the Chicago White Sox were my biggest customer and I get to do a whole bunch of projects with them. And that was cool. And, the, the, you know, to get inside baseball, inside of baseball was really cool, you know? And uh, yeah, so there's just all kinds of cool things. You know, my life has been one continuous blessing after another. That's why I believe in guarding angels. Cause there's no way I could have got it this way, you know, cause I'm an idiot. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, guilty as charged uh, uh, for me at least exactly. uh exactly. I, I agree that you know sometimes i'm amazed that's how i came up with that word cluberty that we, we talked about yeah uh, that's awesome you know it, it sometimes it's you know you go through a rough process and then you're like how the hell did i get here you know um and you know it's that period uh, of life where you go from almost from hell to being blessed and you you realize it you it happens like that yeah you know that that's the thing i learned so much dave you know you talk about the journey uh is the the thing that I've probably gained the most from is just leaning into the things that have sucked, you know, and getting up from the times that you crash, you know, like no whining. Yep. You know? And uh, so, and I'm blind. Oh, believe me, I'm blind. But uh, the whining does no good. You know, there's no there's no payoff in the whining. So, yeah, I, I think that's it, man. Just just engage and and do stuff you find interesting and and hang with cool people and ask questions and learn. And, you know, we're never done, man. This thing, this thing called life is never fully baked until they throw dirt in your face. You know? Yeah. No. And, and that's what I keep saying. You got to keep growing because uh, I've used this also recently. Uh, it's pretty amazing how things come up in the same conversations recently. And, uh, you know, in, in an investment person uh, once told me, you keep going as aggressive as, as you're comfortable with. And the same thing with, with, with and, and he continued that conversation with, you got to keep learning about things. That's why you don't just become aggressive, you know, in, in financial, and I'm not giving anybody financial advice. Um, but, you know, you keep learning because until you stop learning, then you can, then you die, right? So, that, you know, keep exactly. growing. And, and the option is, why wouldn't you do it anyway? I mean, I, I know people in my own life who have not grown their whole life and are right. much older than their age. And then I also right. know people who are in their 80s and 90s who are much younger than their age. Uh, you know, our, our body's going to give out at some point. That's just yeah. fact, it, right? Uh, as your background in, in machines and, and things like that, it's going to break down somehow. Yeah. But, yeah. but that doesn't mean you have to give up or 
you know, not can continue to expand yourself. Now, oh, I, it, we, that guy's brilliant, David. So we were just talking a little bit about, a, I guess, a, like a, what I'll call a Phoenix moment, but you would give me a, a, a different way of looking at it. Uh, the 26th Road to da- Damascus. Um, I had never heard of that, so could you explain that to me? I, well, the Road to Damascus is St. Paul struck down. I mean, he was an arrogant guy who was just a bastard, and you know, he got struck down by lightning, and he woke up, and he realized that you know, his life was... That's when, he, that's when he dedicated his life to Christ, right? That's when he got knocked down well i'm a really slow learner i've had about 26 of them and <laughs> uh no really dude like i mean i am a really slow learner and i've got knocked down i'm from from losing jobs to you know big breakdowns and contracts to uh, challenges in relationships to all kinds of stuff and um it the the one that really uh, woke me up finally i, I was a big at least I thought I was a big player in the construction world. And I was supposed to be an appointment with someone very dear to me who was going to get a cancer diagnosis. And um, she was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, mm-hmm. which at the time was a death sentence. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, you know, I realized our mortality. I, 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 I thought I was going to, I thought I was the guy. I thought I was the one. This is how arrogant I was. I thought I was the one who was going to beat this thing. You know, I was going to outlive everybody. I was going to, you know, I had a long time, you know, screw you guys. The rules don't apply to me. All of that. Right. And then I was faced with like, holy cow, this person who's really, really dear to me was, um, was diagnosed with, you know, six months to live. And I, I, that was like a kick in the, and again, 26 punches before 25 punches before kind of cracked it, but that was the one that opened it up. And that's when, that's literally when my life changed. And, yeah, uh, you, you never know when your life's going to change and, and what's going to do. You could go, you know, luckily you got through 25 of those, right? Uh, yeah. You know, I've, I've gone through. That's why when I say Phoenix moments, uh, until this last one for me, which was yeah. also a, a life or death kind of moment, yeah. uh, not kind of, it was a life or death moment that made me finally see it in, in, in a completely different way. Uh, you can't, right? The teacher will appear when the student is ready. And oh you God, hope yeah. that you live through that piece. Uh, yeah. You hope you get to that piece. And that, that and that's why, you know, a part of this podcast is really about to hear people like yourself. It's not yeah. only the experts of the field. It's all the regular people who are experts in their lives after right. going through it and, and rising through it. And that's, uh, that, that's great. Uh, I, I, I never heard of this story. I'm, I'm from a Jewish faith, even though my, my girls are oh, raised Catholic. Okay. So I had never heard of the... The, the, you know, I've heard the road of, to Damascus. I never knew the story uh, with Paul. So I'm going to actually look yeah. at that. Yeah, um, go look it up. It's cool. It's a cool story. And Paul, you know, the, the story of, of Paul is just, dude, I mean, that guy was a massive badass. And, and he, was a, he was a bastard for a while. And then he just he became like the dude, you know. I mean, the guy made stuff happen. And um, Christianity probably wouldn't be Christianity today without him. I mean, he wrote part of the New Testament. I mean, it, it, brilliant guy. You know? Yeah, no, I, and, and that's why I, I always like to. I, I, I like lots of religions. So like I said, uh, you know, my, my children are being raised Catholic, and when we used to, when they were going through all their uh, life stages right. stuff, you know, I'd be in the front row, and you know, I got to know the priests and and everything, and uh, I said, yeah, me and the other Jewish guy up there, uh, we, we hang, we <laughs> hang together, and. Uh, you know, he, he'd laugh, and I always would be respectful because I, I think we're all one. It doesn't matter. 
what exactly. how you get there right it doesn't matter how you get there gps when you have gps it has multiple ways to get there you can go high road low road middle road or you know the toll roads and you and i sound like a we definitely had a, a toll road uh experiences through those you had to pay the the opportunities yeah definitely definitely yeah that's brilliant yeah, you know, when you think about it, there's all these different religions out there, you know. Ultimately, I'm of the belief that there's, like, one source of it all. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's just different roads to the same place, you know. So I, I don't get too worked up about people's religion. I mean, I practiced Buddhism for about three years, you know. That's not really a religion in what I found out. It's more of a philosophy. But, yeah, yeah. Once you start diving, diving into it, everybody thinks it's a religion, and it's not. It's just a way of thinking. It's, it's, it's one universal energy is how they really talk about it. And uh, that's why when I got into uh, Reiki, I was like, yeah, I could do that. You know, like, like I understand the concepts, not, you know, and you still have learning to do. Uh, I mean, even with, again, with my children, when we sat through pre-Cana, when I went to marry their, their mom, uh, I, that's exactly what I said to the priest. I said, we're all one, right? Yeah. You believe you're praying through Jesus. And I, you know, the faith that I, I grew up in, I have a direct line. Uh, that doesn't make me better. It just... We're praying to, we're talking to the same guy, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, and you know, it's our relationship with, with yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, man. So, so, uh, through the, through your journeys, you probably had to unlearn stuff or, you know, what are things that you would yeah. tell your younger self? Um, don't play it safe. You know, you know, my dad, I mean, my dad grew up like he was a union guy, very Irish Catholic, you know, and he was, he was really concerned about screwing up and about, you know, getting taken advantage of or making mistakes or this type of stuff, you know. So I was cautious for a while. And uh, what I learned is, you, you know, your, your financial guy said, you know, go as aggressively as you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I think that's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant advice, you know, like, you know, and, and, you know, if you get out over your skis a little bit and you fall down, pick yourself up and get back on it, you know? Um, I, I think that's the thing is, is, you know, failure is not fatal, you know? And I was afraid of it for a long time. And I get up really quick now, you know? Right. It, it, that's the, you know, when I talk about the Phoenix, that, that's why I don't allow myself to go down to where I was, you know, to, 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 the, you know, to repeat things and, and, and get crushed as, as much as you had, then that's not learning because you're not learning the right resources or resilience. But yeah. being able to handle all the challenges that you face now differently, that doesn't mean you don't get upset. Uh, you know, we all have that opportunity to get upset, but it's, it's how do you do it? So what are some of the ways that you manage your, to make sure that you don't go down the, ne- the, the wrong road and keeping on your path? You know, one of the things that I've, I've, I've recently just started learning, you know, as guys, as a man, I was, I was often told to bypass or trained to bypass my feelings, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, stay on course and be very cognitive in my approach to things, you know, have a strategy and go there. Um, one of the things that, that's really beginning to work is I'm, I'm paying attention to, to the different feelings we have, you know, and like following those and inquiring in those, you know, and, and primarily the one, you know, and I, I would probably own that. I never do this, but 
the one I'm really paying the most most attention to is sadness. Like, what makes me sad? Mm. You know. And what I've learned there's a, there's a there's a yearning or a desire for that to be there, and it isn't present yet. And that absence of it, you know, will make you sad. So, what's it going to take to deal with that, or to address it, or to be with it? You know. And and I think that's what you know. That's the most current learning. You know. But I'm learning every day, dude. You know? Yeah. So, but well, yeah. yeah. I- so I, I guess it sounds like you learn a lot more from the darkness uh, at times, how to then kind of flip the switch on to make the, the darkness, uh, bring the light to the darkness and, and heal yourself that way. I, I think especially for guys, especially for successful guys, um, that is one of the most essential things to do to continue the path of growing and developing. I, I mean, as guys, we deny our darkness because it's, it's how we get in trouble. It's how we get told we're toxic. It's how we're called abusive. Right. And so in denying it, it just keeps it going on more and more. Mm-hmm. And so what you want to do is you want to discover it. And you're, you're so right, Dave is the, the more you can be with your dark, the more you have light to give, you know, it, it's like opening up a valve, right? The, you know, the valve is two sides. There's a light and a dark and one side's dark. And when you open that up, the other one opens up too. And, and that was a, a valuable lesson I learned a while ago, but I'm learning it more and more. And I, it's so cool because the guys I work with, when they learn it, to see the impact it has on them is remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable. Yeah, well, once you can see somebody, either in yourself or somebody else, to see that flip that switch and see the changes, it really yeah. becomes so enlightening. And, and, and it's intoxicating. I mean, I have to say, it's really um, one of those things you, you start getting addicted to, not in somebody else's, you know, glories, because, you know, as a coach, you, you really, it's really all about them and it's their journey. But, right. you know, you're then like, okay, so I learned this and this is what I learned. I, I always try to take notes uh, with the, the learnings that I, I then put into myself. Yeah. Uh, the advice I give uh, is also for myself. We'll be back in a moment. that's a nice song hey hey everybody it's me the launch dad himself george andriopoulos the host of the Launchcast, the co-host of over my dad podcast but more importantly i'm here today on behalf of launchpad 516 studios the podcast production company that makes those two shows the one you're listening to now and so many others possible now What is Launchpad 516 Studios? Well, it's the brainchild of Launchpad 516. It's a podcast production company, and we help you from conceptualization to production to recording to post-production to monetization. The key word here, let's turn that hobby, that idea into a revenue stream. But more importantly, let's get that important idea out there and get your voice heard because that's what matters right now. Hit us up, launchpad516studios.com to find out more information or send us an email, podcast at lp516.com. DM me at launchpadceo on all the platforms. Let's chat. Let's get your voice heard. We're pretty good at this, guys. Don't let this offer slip by you. Later, guys. You're listening to Peace, Love, and Bring It Back with me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky. You know, Dave, you're hitting on 
on two really important parts. The first one is that's really access to increased aliveness, you know. So that's really how we become alive and engaged in the world, you know. The other thing is you're you're exposing the dirty little secret of coaching, and that's you know that as much as your clients grow, you do too, you know. So all your clients' breakthroughs are yours, and that that's the part that's just is like such a cool jam about being a coach, you know. And then yeah, so yeah, we're pretty blessed in being able to do what we do. Yeah, no, and uh, so one of the things I also love to talk to you about, uh, my goons for good, uh, so I, about charity work. So, uh, you know, I, I and I know that you work with the uh, Wright Foundation. So w- would you explain yeah. to us a little bit about the Wright Foundation, please? Yeah, the Wright Foundation is just an amazing organization. It, it's actually created, and it's got a 200-year mission to creating a world that works for everyone. And they really mean it when we say everyone. There's, It's like for the whole world. And so... There's all types of initiatives and programs and, and you know, we got 193 years left, but some that aren't even started, but it, it's really, uh, it, it, you know, we talk about inclusivity, right? Mm-hmm. And it, inclusivity today has kind of got somewhat perverted because of the political nature of it. But it, this is really about including all people and all diversities and, and not just diversity, like racial diversity. I think that's the minimal level of, of acceptance of diversity, but diversity of thought, diversity of ideas, diversity of expression, diversity of being, you know? So it's, it's a cool foundation. It's, uh, you know, we're located in Chicago. It has, uh, the founders are both inspirational and outstanding and cool. And it's just a great group of people. I've never been around so many smart people in the world. I know every room I walk into, I'm nowhere near the smartest, you know? <laughs> Which is great. That's one of those yeah. things that I always say. If you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Uh, that doesn't yeah, mean that I, you. That doesn't mean you can't be one of the smart. Right. Yeah, well, m- m- me neither. <laughs> you know, getting guilty as charged. Uh, yeah. But because I've always learned, there's always somebody, and even somebody who might be less learned in, on certain subjects. Uh, you know, we're all experts in different subjects. You know, yeah. really, there's different ways to go about it. There's not one way. There's not one path or one road to Damascus. Uh, right. You know, so it, it's it's the road that we take and how we weave that road to get where, where we want to go to. Yeah. And what's so cool about the the reason I was brought into the Wright Foundation is, is I'm part of the Human Emergence Group. And the Human Emergence Group is really bringing principles of transformation and social intelligence into the the work environment. So what my job really is, is to work with and develop entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial companies primarily is what my focus is, right? Because we're dealing with leaders and those are the guys who can impact, you know, all the different people that work in there. And it's, it's, it's so cool. I mean, guys, I mean, you know, like I I primarily focus in manufacturing and construction. So, you know, the kind of guys that run those organizations, Mm -hmm. these are tough guys, results driven guys. And they're, they're, they're also brilliant and they're looking about, they're looking at like what's next for me. And often this conversation about transformation, this conversation about social emotional intelligence, this conversation about generating results through the context of relationship is different than the way they've been operating. So when you bring that to them and you can show them that this can actually work, man, it, it, it's remarkable what happens. They get up to speed so quick. It's amazing. And it's just a, it, it's an honor to work with those kind of guys. Well, I think what it is is they're just not—they haven't been exposed to some of this. That's all it is. It, it's just a different way of, you know. That's why we all sit down and have that different conversation. Yeah. That becomes, oh, I get it, you know. And yeah. you know, there's different levels of, of you know, 
being spiritual and things like that. That's why there's right. all different ways to go about it, and you feel you figure out what's comfortable, and you could still be a man. So go back to your you know manhood manifesto. It doesn't mean that you're giving up, you know, by having more feelings. It's actually you're being more human rather than yeah. you know the traditional caveman. You know, you have to not hold. You know, you you shared that you you know were, were advised or you know just traditionally. Uh, to hold back your feelings, and it feels so much better to feel your feelings, both good and bad, because then you can know what to do to either heal yourself if there's a healing, or at least to experience things differently and learn. Dave, you know the thing you're talking about is what you're really calling for is authenticity, right? And what authenticity isn't mean just expressing what you are in the moment. It's really about who you can become, and and that who you become is a combination of your own expression your own who you are plus your purpose and your reason for living and the things that light you up so that's what authenticity is and and that's what this is about and we all have dreams we all have desires and it, that's the that's the axis of how we get there and that's what that's what the work I do is and that's why it's so freaking cool and that's why I joined this organization is because that's really what they're up to and it's it's, it's dude every day is a freaking party you know it's awesome so that's beautiful, I, you know, and that's what you yeah. want. But I was just gonna say, what well, what lights you up? But that that sounds like it, it, it lights you up every oh, that, day. That's and, what it does, you know. Plus, riding my Harley, but it's you know, I got about eighteen inches of snow out there, so that's not inducive to riding my bike today. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, hopefully you, you'll get it. We we got the rain part of that uh, yesterday, so. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah. yeah, we got hammered. It is cold. We got we got completely hammered, but it's okay. It's winter. Well, I live it, in Chicago. It's winter. It's January. What if? What am I expect? You know, yep, it's great. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, you know, well, I, I know you're, you're a type of you know, not necessarily uh, teach a guy to fish, but uh, what what are the things? So I, I'd like to you know, I know we're getting close to like a half hour, and uh, uh, you know, but what are some of the the, the gems that you'd like to give uh, seeds that maybe people can who are hearing this in the audience? could could use to either grow now or maybe in the future because it's really all about ourselves being our most authentic selves and what heals us. You know, I would say don't shame your fears, you know, like listen to them and then step through them. You know, that's what courage is, right? Like we have some fear or frustration and sometimes we let it stop us, you know, really look at that as like an invitation. I think that's the biggest one, you know, um, and, and, and really be curious, you know, I, I, it's such a gift and curiosity and uh, it's it just, and engage with people, man, you know, like our, our fellow, every, we're all, listen, man, we're all bozos on this bus, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, nobody's got it handled, no matter what they, what it looks like, no one's got it handled, you know? So just go engage with people. If there's someone you find interesting, reach out to them. If there's someone that you are curious about reach out to him, you know, that, that's all. Just engage. Life is short, man. You know, uh, that's exactly it. Because I, I know so many people who are like, how do you, you know, with the guests, how do you find all these people? I'm like, I just reach out and say, Hey, are you interested? Great. Uh, you know, like I, I looked at, uh, into the manhood manifesto and I was like, Hey, that sounds pretty interesting. And that's one of those things that I'd love to share with people about. And yeah reached out and then, you know, we, we spoke a bunch of times and I love that. And I love the idea and I want, I don't know if it got lost. I want to make sure that the right foundation says they're in their seventh year 
of a 200-year process. So that's really one of those classic planting the seeds and right. knowing you're not you're not going to be there to see. Well, maybe you will be, but uh, chances are you will not be, or neither will I, uh, to, to see that tree grow. But you know that if you help uh, fertilize it, the people in, in your life that uh, will be able to benefit from that. Yeah, dude, th- that's what's so cool about it, you know. And and they've got this new commitment. Um, th- they've got a graduate university, right? And they just they have a, an accredited MBA program, and this MBA program is really about changing the way business is done. And there's no MBA program like this in the world. And I, I know our, Bob Wright's speaking at um, some accreditation convention later in the year. And the reason that he's speaking is because the uniqueness of the school and the uniqueness of the approach and the uniqueness of what it is. And it's a fully accredited um, uh, MBA, you know, but it's, it's just, just a completely different approach. And, and they're so committed to it. And, and the thing about having a 200 year purpose, oftentimes when we create purposes or when we create goals, we have an attachment to it. There's some kind of ego fulfillment there or something, right? There's something that keeps it from being clean. If you make it 200 years, dude, you cannot, there can be no attachment because, you know, you're going to be it during the journey and you don't know how it's going to end, but, but it, 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 it's, it's such an expression of, it really is about the journey and who you get to be on that journey. That is really the inspirational part of it, you know? Well, that's, so, well, that's, that's why I'm yeah, that, that, that's the beauty of it, is that we're along the journey, right? Uh, Ram Das, I, I use that quote often, but Ram Das says, you know, we walk each other home, and it's nice to be part of that journey. And today's journey, you know, I really appreciate you, your time to be on the journey with with us and listening to us and, and giving us uh, a little piece of, you know, what your manhood manifesto was, as well as the overall picture, because, you know, the right foundation, you know, it sounds like a very cool organization. This is doing stuff for, for people. It's a being that servant leader in so many different ways. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a cool organization. You should check it out. I'll send you some stuff when we're done. Yeah. I'd love to hear about it because I think that's really what it is. It's all about that journey that we're walking each other home and, uh, and, I, and I'm glad to have had this journey today with you. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up because I've taken enough of your time and we try to keep the episodes a half hour or so. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, there's a lot more. And, you know, I'd love to keep hearing. You know, we'll, we'll keep contacting you. How, how are our be- the best ways to contact you for the audience? Yeah, the best way to get a hold of me is uh, you can email me, just Mike Sherrick, my name at gmail.com. Um, you know, you can find the book on Amazon. Um, you can uh, go to uh, the right foundation dot org and, and find them. And they're all over the internet. And uh, yeah, I'm not hard to find. You know, I'm pretty, pretty out there. Okay, awesome. Definitely. Uh, Meet me in Sturgis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, it, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's easy, you know, to, to get a hold of me. So, all right. Well, thank you so much and uh, for joining us this morning. And just want to wish everybody peace and love as always because that brings us out to our center and always ground yourself. But when you need to bring a bat, keep that balance, know those boundaries, and swing away, and I hope you hit your sweet spot. Thank you. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios, executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither. 
and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidchemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring it back for what you believe in. Namaste.